Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the show. It is the Wexbill Podcast. I should probably say that this is one of those episodes that maybe you shouldn't be playing with the kids in the car or listening in earshot. Um, had a lot of fun on this episode talking to Jacques Z. Whipper, if you are following him on Instagram. But um, Jack is an amazing individual. Um, just just an incredible story, a fun story. Uh, he is into baseball. He's into, of course, um, you know, on on stage the Renaissance festivals. Uh, he is a radio DJ uh, by DJ, like he does the news and things like that in Boston. Uh, he's got his day job. He's got his his side gigs. He's a a huge huge uh you know um marvel nerd loves spider-man and all those things but we talked about l- almost everything on the show and we just had a great time i don't know that i've laughed as much as i have on this e- on this episode i mean it's just hilarious so ladies and gentlemen my guest today tiktok royalty as i call him because he has over a million 1.3 i think million followers on tiktok Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Jacques Z. Whipper. All right, so so Jack, welcome to the show. We'll just go ahead and we'll just go ahead and jump into it, and then and then have My some pleasure. fun. Um, <laughs> thanks for being on the show. Um, I emailed you. I I've been following you on TikTok. That is kind of I, I I considered you TikTok royalty because you're over that million person follower uh, threshold. So Jack, tell people about you. Tell them if they aren't on TikTok, which if why aren't they? I mean, shouldn't everybody be? Uh, tell them a little bit about obviously. you, kind of your background, obviously, and uh, you know just kind of introduce yourself to the Wex Appeal podcast, and uh, we'll go from there. So um, my name is Jack Lepiars, but I perform a show called Jack the Whipper, or if we're being more, more accurate about it, Jack C. Whipper. Yes. So I grew up in the circus. Um, I learned from my father. I grew up with the Big Apple Circus and then on, with Renaissance fairs. And when I grew up, I was like, well, I can go get, you know, a nice, easy job uh, scooping ice cream. This is my teenage years. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, you know, no, let's go, you know, let's, let's try street performing. I've got all these circus skills. Let's do it. And um, I realized very quickly that, you know, I could make a lot more money at that age from circus performing than I could from, you know, whatever minimum wage job I could get. And so over the last, what is it, 15, 16 years now, um, the show has developed, the show has grown to the point where uh, now, even though I have a good paying normal job in the radio, um, I, I keep performing. Yeah. And, and I, I saw that, that you, so where are you located? You're, you do radio for Boston, but is that yeah. like a, is that like a remote thing or are you in Boston, that area? I'm so I'm just outside Boston. I live just okay. outside Boston, but our, our studio was so we're owned by Boston University, uh, WBUR, W Boston University Radio. Okay. Um, so our, our studio is is in Boston proper. Um, so that's what I do during the week, five days a week. I, I host the news from 9:49 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can nice. hear 90.9 WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. Beautiful. And you got the, I mean, you got the radio voice, you got the personality for it. I mean, and have, you know, having fun with it, but really, you know, where I, you know, obviously where I found you was on TikTok, And we, you know, we talked a little bit about that, 
um you know you you do the renaissance fairs or the renaissance festivals where how far like how far do you travel with that like how often are you doing those i know right now you're on on a little sabbatical we'll we'll talk about that too yeah Um, so (laughs) so most of the time right yeah yeah well, we'll 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 put that to the side, and we'll, yeah. we'll come back to it once we get there. But so right now, I would say, on average, I'm doing 13 or 14 weekends a year of performing. Okay. Um. So the big one for me is King Richard's Fair in Massachusetts. Yes. Um. For a while, I was doing the Louisiana Renaissance Fair. I was doing two weekends down there. I haven't been down there for COVID and then other reasons that we'll discuss in a moment. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> um. But uh, you know, it's sort of you know what what random show comes in this year um, and you know, that I, I have the vacation time and the wherewithal to do. So for the most part, it's Northeast, gotcha. New Jersey, New York, Boston, um, Mer- I'll be actually doing a, a weekend in Maryland um, this coming okay. fall, this kind of late summer, I guess. But if I want to go any further than that, then I have to start thinking about taking some serious time off. Sure. I, I have, um, I have Renaissance family. Um, so my, oh, yeah? my aunt has been in the Renaissance festival in, um, Texas forever. Mm. Um, so she does, you know, the big, the big Renaissance festivals down there and her and her late husband, unfortunately, my, my uncle passed away, uh, just over a year ago. Uh, but he did the satire horns. So they actually had this, this stand that they would sell, um, horns from. So you could go and get the, you know, these, these amazingly artistic clay horns that you could wear and, yeah. and, and wear throughout the, throughout the festival. And they were pretty well known in that, in that bracket. But, Dude, uh, the art that like the artistic outlets that people have at the fair is extraordinary. Like anything you want, yeah. you can find. And like, even if they haven't, if they don't have it out there, you could, there's someone you can find on a Renaissance fair site. You can say, I need this, this, and this, and they can do it. It's like cosplay on steroids. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It really is. Like, I mean, they, they can probably fix your car while, while they're at it, you know, yep. like change your oil, probably give you like a dental exam. All, like yeah. the, the, you know, the Renaissance people that you meet at the Renaissance Fair is, it blows my mind all the time. And, and the personalities that I've seen from there is amazing. So, uh, you know, obviously I was drawn to your page. It, it's hilarious. It's w- w- what say, irreverent is it would be the word I would, I would give it. I think that's a good word. Yeah. Um, you know, not for, not for children, but I mean, hilarious. And the, I think you actually posted your, your first viral video, or, or I think they asked those questions of what was your first big, you know, big video and it was the one where you're saying this show is not for children and you you break into yeah. the, the thick you know the thick accent and it's <laughs> it just goes off the rails we, it's hilarious i should i should ask should, are we allowed are we allowed to curse on this so the cool thing is is i can push a little button on the uh on the okay when Wonderful. i upload it that says explicit content <laughs> so you are good to go man. you <laughs> okay all right so so for those who haven't seen the tiktok so the, it's it's a this is our pg-13 end of day show yeah. and we you know we we tell everyone multiple times before the show starts we're like no 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 you guys really should not come like if you have children children should not be at the show <laughs> um and so this year we were like well we've had the same disclaimer for a while let's change it up and i was like oh you know if you say a bunch of words in French or like with a French accent, they sound like worse words. So I'm like, oh yes, you see, this is the problem because the audience, if you speak in a proper French accent, the audience has to fuck us on the world. And I do not want the audience to have to fuck us. No, we do not want that. So, and it's, it's, I, I, I wrote it out and I was like, this might be the funniest bit I have ever written in my life. 
And I'm so upset that now I have to retire it because we have a rule. Every secret show every year has to be completely new, completely sure. different. Um, so I'm already like, I need to somehow try and top that. I'm not sure if I can. I have, I have a couple of ideas, um, yeah. but I don't want to give them, give them away. Just yeah, yet. no, of course. Secret show. You, get, you can't give away the secret show. Secret show, man. Got to keep the secrets. Yeah. So speaking of the show and, you know, you got the whip behind you. Um, you know, tell, tell people a little bit about your show, you know, kind of some of the things that you do. Um, you know, obviously I've, I've, I only see what you've done on TikTok. I haven't been able obviously to come to a, to a live show and we'll talk about again, you know, how long it'll be till you're back in a live show. Um, but you know, tell people yeah. like what they would experience with, with one of your shows. So my show is, um, it's a, it's a little wide ranging, but it's it's almost entirely a whip show. I do, I have in the past done some magic, but that got cut for COVID safety reasons. Sure. Um, which <laughs> if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. There's, there's a bit towards the end where I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that in COVID times. Um, but so I start off the show um, by doing uh, what you'll see most on TikTok, which are the musical whips. Yes. And so I take two whips and I'll make a beat with the whips and I use that to sing songs. And I have two prepared songs of my own sometimes three yeah. but the big part of that is i ask the audience for requests so i say give me a song i'll try and turn it into a whip song on the fly including finding the beat changing the lyrics you know making it something something unique and different so it becomes so that's improv. anywhere it, it becomes improv at that point it's completely improv at nice. that point and it mean well i should say for the most part you know so there are certain songs that i have gotten so many times yeah. that i have them down pat like sure. i have you know if there's a song that i think i'm going to get a lot in the coming year we don't talk about bruno <laughs> i will sit down listen to it kind of feel like sometimes i'll even go as far as writing out lyrics sure um and learning them so i did that with um Bo Burnham's Welcome to the Internet this year. Okay. Um, I actually didn't get that, but I wanted to add that to the secret show. So I was like, all right, let me let me write this out. That took three weeks to figure that song out <laughs> because the lyrics are so complicated. Um, so that's the first five to 10 minutes of the show. From there, we have sort of a little introduction. I tell people who I am, what I'm about. Mm -hmm. I am Jacques C. Whipper. I am French. That is, in fact, an excuse for anything that may go wrong in these shows. And I go on from there. Yeah. Uh, then we do some target cutting with the whip. I'll hold, I'll hold the target, cut it out of my hand. Uh, I'll cut a target from between my legs. Mm -hmm. I'll cut targets thrown at me from members of the audience who are at a very safe distance. Yeah. In distress. Um, and then I finish by lighting a whip on fire and cutting a target out of my mouth with the whip on fire. Nice. That is, that sounds, I mean, it sounds like fun. It sounds like, yeah. you know, obviously you have to be skilled to do it because I'm sure there's been there's been episodes that have gone wrong <laughs> there. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've people the most common comment I get is, have you ever hit yourself with the whips? I'm like, of course, I've hit myself myself with the whips so many times, more times I can count. I probably hit myself in the video that you're watching right now. <laughs> I mean, come on. Haven't you seen Indiana Jones? Even he hit himself yes. with a whip. You know, exactly. That's, exactly. that's the scar. You know, they, they explained Harrison Ford's scar. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like when I first got a whip, um, I knew how to crack a whip from a young age. But when I first got my own whip, I was 17 and my dad got me one for Christmas. That's a whole different story. Um, but so he got he got me a whip for Christmas. And I, you know, it's January, December, January in New Jersey, not exactly the warmest time. And I was going outside just like cracking it nonstop. 
and just leaving myself welt up and down my arms left and right. It was, it was a rough time, Yeah, rough time to learn. So, so does, did you said you grew up in the circus, was your family part of the circus as well? And that's what yes. brought you in. So my dad was, um, was with the big apple circus and he did Renaissance fairs and he has his own show now called the super scientific circus where he teaches okay. science through circus tricks. Yeah. Huh. My mom, um, who is now retired was college professor and wanted nothing to do with the circus for herself <laughs> or her children. Yeah. Um, so with, you know, as, as I've said to people in the past, like, I feel like the duality of my jobs now between circus and performing is kind of like the duality of my upbringing. I had, you know, performing over here and on the other side I had, um, you know, my mother being like, you will, you will major in science. I did not major in science, but <laughs> that kind of, that kind of stress, that kind sure. of pressure. Sure. Now we've alluded to it a couple times, but let's, uh, let, let's talk about the thumb. Um, yeah. So you have a hobby that, uh, that is not whips. <laughs> it is, no. it is the America's pastime. I'm actually wearing my Red Sox jersey. Cause I knew you know, I see. Boston <laughs> and you know, I'm a Boston fan. I mean, so I'm a little, I'm a little disgusted by that as a Yankee fan, but I'll allow it. Oh, how can you live in Boston and be a Yankee fan? I grew, I, mean, I grew up mostly in Jersey, man. Jersey, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. My dad still lives in Brooklyn. So my family lives just outside of Boston. So I have family in yeah. uh, the Grafton area. So okay, yeah. so we, we were actually just up there for Christmas this year. Um, I, I have me, my wife, and four kids. So yeah. we we drove up, which that's an Mm, that is an experience all of in itself driving it's a fun with, drive. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, especially with four kids and, uh, yeah. you know, age ranging from 13 to one and a half. Um, so the age gap is, is, oh, is big. Yeah. Three of them, you can give a tablet. The other one, you know, they, they are not, Hey, he's not, yeah. uh, no, he's not, he, he does not care anything that's going on. No. Um, but we're, you know, we live, they live right outside of Boston, about 45 minutes. So we actually got to go to Boston and just see the city and walk around, go see Fenway. Um, we went to Faneuil Hall where they have the yep. dinosaur exhibit, which I don't know if you've been to that is, or if it's still I there, it's incredible. Um, sees so all, all these animatronic dinosaurs that they have set up in, in the top level of Faneuil Hall. And um, it's Whoa. like a 15 to 20 minute tour. You walk through and you walk into these rooms that are all like curtained off into different, um, different sections. And each one has a different dinosaur and they look legit. They look real. Um, they actually have like the, like the skin type um, rubber, you know, rubber skin. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, and they move and they roar and they do all these things. Oh. And I mean, my kids thought it was amazing. So, but speaking of Boston. So you were talking, you know, I was talking to you about, um, your injury with the thumb. How's that going? And, um, I know it was baseball related, but yeah. And I saw you make a comment about a bunt. <laughs> yeah. That- yeah. So I, I, so here was the situation. So we were playing in sort of like the end of the year baseball tournament. Um, and it was, this was, I think, like November 7th or 8th. So mm-hmm. it's cold in Boston. I oh, think yeah. it was like 42 degrees that day. And so we're in the last inning. And we might have even been in extra innings at that point. I think we were in the okay. last inning. And it was a 3-3 game. Winner goes to the championship of this tournament. Sure. And um, and this is also against a team that had just beaten us like 20 to 2 the previous day. <laughs> so we shouldn't have even been close, but it was t- it was a tie game. Yeah. And I'm up there and I'm like, okay, I can hit a home run 
but I like my swing just wasn't feeling right. And I sure. was like, I don't, I don't have, so I'm going to try and bunt off this guy. Cause he's also throwing way harder than I'm used to. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm fast. So I'm like, okay, I, I bunt for a single, I steal second. I'm the winning run on second base in scoring position. We just need a single to win the game. And so I tried to lay down the bunt. And what I didn't realize was, and I should have known this because he had broken my bat on the previous uh, at bat was he was throwing a two seam fastball. So as a righty, the ball was tailing back towards me. So as I, I laid down the bunt, the ball just hit me right on the thumb. Ooh. Now, I didn't realize that it had hit me because I thought it would just foul hit the bat and fouled straight back. Yeah. So I, I go to get back into the box and I kind of like, you know, I just like wiggle the bat a little bit. My thumb feels a little weird. And then I like poke it once or twice. I'm like, I can't feel my thumb. <laughs> and so I, I asked for time. And I take my batting glove off and my thumb is just like you meet the moment you see it. You're like, Oh shit, that's broken. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I pulled myself out of the game, drove myself to the hospital, uh, got it set, had to have surgery a week later. So now we're going on, let's see, November 15th was the surgery. It's early February. So it's going on three months now. And I still don't have full Ugh. range of motion back. I can yeah. like, I can kind of touch the base of my pinky with it, yeah. but the tip of the thumb, where I broke it is like maybe I have maybe 50% range of motion at this point. Oof. So I think I actually could start swinging a bat soon, but I think it's probably another week at least. Are they saying you're going to get full range back or is it kind of, I, I'll, I should get enough range back. Okay. Um, so like I was double jointed before I, they told me, <laughs> Oh yeah, certain I will not have that back. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the important question to ask is, did they give you the base? Uh, no, because uh, I was bunting. So oh, even if it hits gotcha. you, oh, gotcha. yeah, I think even if they did, I, I, you know, I pulled myself out of the game. There was no one else. <laughs> I, we also, we were at only nine players. So they oh. somehow came back and won that game with eight. Wow. Players. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Hopefully know good. I, I guess good pitching. I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta get on base and then just pitch well. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, what kind of league are you playing in? I mean, it's kind of a local thing or? Yeah, so it's, it's called the Boston Men's uh, Boston Men's Baseball League, and I'm in the 28 and over mm. calendar year to play in it. Um, and this coming up will be, I think, my fifth season playing it. Okay. It's a decent range of skill level. So, like, yeah. we have guys who – like me maxed out at JV in high school. Um, and we've had guys who've made it to the major leagues. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. Like what got you, you know, what, where does your love of baseball come from? Like you, I mean, you obviously growing up in the circus and, you know, so you play baseball yeah. in high school. Did you play baseball growing up? Was that like a, a, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I played baseball until I was 16. Um, and then like, so on the rule was, I guess at my high school is every, they didn't cut anyone and okay. every senior made the varsity team. And I knew I wasn't good enough to play varsity. So I was like, I'll, I'll pass and I'll stick to my musical theater. Um, yeah. But I had, I had done enough baseball that like, I understood the fundamentals. I wasn't a terrible player. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't willing to put in the work to, you know, actually play on varsity. And so when I came up to Boston, I started playing slow pitch softball and that kind of like rekindled that fire. Yeah. And on a whim, I just put myself into the player pool for this baseball league. And a couple of teams called me up, said like, look, we need another infielder. 
they called me up very quickly realized that I was not actually a great infielder and they moved <laughs> me to the outfield where I was much, much better. Sure. Um, and that's where I've been now for a couple of years. First year was really rough. Um, yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, that's what a slider looks like. Oh yeah. That's what a curveball looks like. Um, yeah. but I, I'm at the point now where I've, I've, I've become a good solid player. Um, yeah. you know, I, hell I hit five, I hit over 500 one year. So I mean, you, you can't ask that's, for more than that's that. My, that's my one <laughs> humble brag. That's my one humble brag. Oh, that's your, that's your one humble brag. So it's not the three Guinness World Records behind you? The, the four. Oh, but that's I no, I'm not, I'm not humble about that. <laughs> Screw that. That put in, that, I put in work for those. <laughs> so, so hey, yeah, I mean, I was looking at it behind you. So I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's the humble brag. They're just sitting back there. Um, so let's talk about it. Let, yeah, what's, have- uh, what's, uh, what's going on with the, with the world records what do you what are you holding currently and are you're attempting another one soon yes no not not anytime soon so okay. um the one um so i have four um, okay. but three of them are all for the same record so the one that's okay. not um you know the other three is most targets hit in a minute okay i think it's the one all the way to my right um gotcha. that was i hit 70 targets in a minute the targets were like wow. nine ounce plastic solo cups yeah i don't have that one anymore someone since broke it they got okay. 88 that's okay. one that I might try and take back, but I need to train for that one. And I've lost, you know, 15 yeah. pounds of muscle since I set my last one. So we got to get some of that back. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other three were the ones that I really had to work for. Those were most whip cracks, bull whip cracks in one minute. And it was 278, 289. Wow. And then the most recent one in September of 2020 was 298. Wow. How- yeah. Okay. So I have to ask this because I saw somebody post something um not not like that but it was a similar type of record where it's like how do they count that like so i mean 270 yeah, so, or two what you said 290 298 298 298 in a minute so that's well, five per second yeah i was gonna say <laughs> we gotta do the math on that so five per second obviously the human mind and and ear cannot d- distinguish that quickly enough to be like, Oh yeah, no, you totally hit 298. (laughs) Yeah. The way, the way Guinness has you do it is they, you send in the full normal speed video. Uh Um, and then what I've done is I add a half speed video and a quarter speed video. Okay. And my way of, my way of counting it requires at least two views. I usually tend to watch it like five to 10 times, but the first time I just watched through, I do I honestly won't even listen with audio at all. I just count the number of times I swung it back and forth um, between the, you know, in, in the time frame. Yeah. And then what I'll do from there is I'll put, I'll put the headphones on, I'll turn the music, the, the volume way up. And I count every one that I didn't get. So every time I swung the whip and it just went like, because yeah. when you really slow it down, you can hear. Okay. And you, you count. that from the number of swings and once you have that um you basically have a rough idea the problem is is it's not always clear what's a crack or not you know you get some of these like was that a crack wasn't that and you know it's i've had times where i've sent it in and they've said no you missed a few cracks there no hang on no 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 but the last one they every crack i submitted they said yes so i'll take it yeah, that's awesome. Um, I I've got so I gotta go get the Guinness Book of World Records and like look up things that 
might be in my wheelhouse. You know, some of those low hanging fruit ones that you know are in there. That's like, come on, that's complete BS. I could totally take that one. <laughs> the problem is, I I feel like the easiest, the, like the ones that you would think are easy, are actually so much harder because, like, I think I saw a guy the other day. He did a plank for nine and a half hours, oh. and I can't even imagine, no. no, like how you would do that. Or like people who juggle, like the, I think the record for juggling three balls is something along the lines of like more than a day. Yeah. And I'm like, how, like, how can you just keep your mind occupied for that long? Like I'm, I have to focus for one minute. That's fine. Yeah. I can do that. You know, I got to work out for two years beforehand, but like I can focus <laughs> for that one minute. But I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about that, you know, like 24 hours of juggling. I'm like, okay, what did you do? Did you completely dehydrate yourself? And if so, yeah how did you, how, how do you have the energy to keep that up for 24 hours? If you have completely dehydrated yourself and if you haven't completely exactly. dehydrated yourself, do you just piss down your leg? Like, probably I mean, is it, I mean, are you, we're just, no, we're just going to go with it. You know, I'm just going to put on a diaper. I mean, honestly, I'm just going to put on a diaper. You, and here you, we go. I'm not going to judge them. I mean, you know, <laughs> no pain, no gain. Yeah. Glorious forever. Peeing yourself is only temporary, my friend. <laughs> I, I, that's not what they told me in school. I mean, they remember that stuff forever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that peed in pants. <laughs> well, you know, maybe if you had set a world record while you did well, it, it wouldn't have been that much of a big you know, deal. There you go. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Billy Madison did say that peeing your pants is cool. Or no, Happy Gilmore. It's no, the coolest. It's Billy Listen, Madison. No, it was Billy Madison. Yeah. And if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I've got this. Uh, yeah. So you're you're sitting here drinking healthy healthy whatever you know post workout no, I'm, that I'm is drinking some like super sugary it's like 500 calories and i think 46 grams of protein yeah but I mean, I'm, I'm i'm at that i'm at that bulk cycle time ah. so <laughs> well meanwhile i've got the uh, blueberry vagabond breakfast imperial breakfast out that is uh i think 12 percent. yeah 12 percent alcohol by volume i i respect that it's good. Believe it me, is, believe me. I'll be, I'll be going to the beer right as soon as we're done. So I'll be joining you very shortly. Oh, no, it's all good. Um, so, you know, you're doing the, you know, you're doing the radio, you're doing the, the Renaissance, you're doing the show, um, you're playing baseball. I mean, are there, what, what is it that you're not doing? I mean, you kind of got your hand in everything. Um, I haven't, I haven't put together a Twitch channel yet. That's what I want to ah, do. That's okay. my next, that's my next step, you know, with the, the popularity of, of, of TikTok, I'm like, well, maybe we can like do some Twitch. Cause like I play a decent amount of video games as sure. it is. And I'm like, well, I might as well like see if I can make some money doing this. Yeah. Um, the problem is I don't play like any of the popular video games, like, you know, the Call of Duties, the Fortnites, the, the yeah. Horizon. I, or, you I know. hate Fortnite. Um, I absolutely hate Fortnite. I, I actually really enjoy it in small doses. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I have, I have a little sister who's a, who's a teenager and like, I'll play it with her every now and then. Yeah. And I think it's because I play it so rarely. Like I'm at the, like, you're only fighting bots level. So yeah. we we're like six for six in terms of winning the whole thing. But, <laughs> well, my, you know, I, yeah, I've got a 13 year old and she likes to go and play it and I see them, yeah. you know, building all this stuff. And I'm like, no. Ugh, I can't even, I can't even think as fast no. as they're going, you know, these, these, no. 12 and you know yeah i'm getting you know shit talked by a 13 year old and you know all these kids yeah, just exactly. randomly just like what, what are we doing here what what is happening i am i am such a fan of the mute button on all those games and the oh, funny yes. thing is, is oh my, absolutely my fiance we like totally split the gender video game 
like stereotypes. She's the one who loves the shooting games. Okay. And meanwhile, I'm over here like, I would like to play my grand strategy game, in which case we will try to conquer the world in <laughs> from 1453. Yes. She's sticking her tongue out at me. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, she's like, give me a grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah. Wreck some, oh, yeah. Oh, wreck yeah. some things. Uh, That's the burst fire rifle. Yes. Oh, those are great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get, you get the control and you can just, you just nail them. Um, yeah. yeah. And me, I'm, I'm a sports gamer. So like, I love, you know, mm. Mad, I love Madden and all, you know, I don't really like it. I play Madden. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like the baseball so games. I had to, I had to quit and I'll be the show because it was taking over my life. It was turning yeah. into an addiction. It's a, Oh my God. It's a great game. It's an amazing game. Yeah. It's the first yeah. baseball game that I've played that I actually, I'm like, okay, this is this is legit. Like this one's good. Yeah. I and I hadn't played a baseball yeah. game in ten years that I actually enjoyed as much as that game. So same thing. I, um, it did piss me off a little bit because I got through. I, I was playing the road to the show, so I created a character yep. and played them all the way through. Got to the playoff or got on the roster. Got yep. to the playoffs. I was batting four fourteen. And got through the first round of the playoffs, and they said, uh, and they booted me off the roster. Like, I'm, yeah, no, it makes I'm no lead, sense. I'm leading the league in yeah. batting average. I'm a two, I'm a two way player, so I'm also pitching. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm pitching every six games. I've got a .97 ERA. I've got a .414 batting. I'm the average. greatest player, literally ever. Ever, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the greatest player to ever take the diamond on both sides, like on both sides, offense, defense, pitching, you name it. And you just booted me back to the, the, the minor leagues. Are you freaking kidding? in the middle of the playoffs? So yeah, it, that one. So on, on the subject of Madden, I need to tell you, so I used to play a franchise with my, with my roommate and we would yeah. do, I was the quarterback. He would be the wide receiver and we played through, I think like four or five seasons, maybe even more. Yeah. But as I'm sure, you know, as if, if you've done franchises, like, the computer will make new players for you to draft and, yep. and, you know, build up. And some of the names they give you are ridiculous. And it got to the point where we just started drafting players based on the name. And I'm so glad we drafted this one guy because he ended up being like this, like 95 overall hard hitting strong safety, but his name. And I kid you not was tremendous Johnson. It's amazing. Of course, it's he's going to be a hard any safety. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, where else would he play? Where else would he play? He's gonna he, he's gonna pound the middle. <laughs> Just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, come on. I mean, yeah, the names they come up with are are amazing, and I've done that where I've done the franchise, and I've gone like seasons, like decades deep, like where there's not a player that's actually on a roster anymore on this league uh, because you're drafting through and all these old players are retiring yeah. and they're, they're gone. And um, just, yeah, it, 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 that is a game that has consumed my life uh, for far too much. Um, yeah. And I'm worried because next year the game, so Madden is great, but the game that was even better than Madden was basically the college version of Madden, which was NCAA when they had oh, yeah. the, when yeah. they had the college version of NCAA i would spend hours no days i would spend <laughs> days upon days and i would when i'd get the new game 
I'd go to, you know, the local grocery store or whatever, and I'd get the college, um, like the college rundown of the, you know, like the season preview. And I would go through every single roster and I would actually edit the rosters to have the actual players because back then, Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. yeah, You didn't have the, the, the NIL where they could, you know, name, name, image, and likeness. And that was the reason the game got shut down in the first place. So I would go through and I would actually put all the names, at least the big ones of like the big teams. Like I wouldn't go to yeah. like community colleges and stuff like that, but I would go through and I would legit, <laughs> I would legit put all yes. the names in and I would play it and then transfer them over to Madden. Like I was in, um, That's... if there was Twitch back then I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> oh Yeah. Because, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I just be you know editing, you know editing rosters and putting it together, and and you could actually save it on a you know online, and people could upload it. So I mean, see, I have I have something similar than similar to that, but in like the complete opposite nerdy end of it. Okay. So one of my favorite games is called Crusader Kings, where you okay. you control the medieval dynasty from eight sixty seven or ten sixty six up to fourteen fifty two. Okay. So I played through the entirety. I conquered basically the entire map, which is basically Iceland to India. Oh, but wow. then they, the same company made a game called Europa Universalis, which is set from 1453 to 1821. And I, there's a way to export your save from Crusader Kings into that. Yeah. So I played through, I think, the equivalent of a thousand years of history. Mm. It was a. It was. It was back in my younger days when I had a little more time. Yeah, well, we had time. <laughs> now I have four yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, I have. There, I'm there not is, joining you on that train just yet, but dude, someday maybe. There is. There is a trade off for me to game. Like if I want a game, yeah. obviously the kids have to be in bed. Um, yeah. unless I'm playing like a sports game, but even then, like I don't want to be. I don't want to yeah. be. You know, have the kids up when I'm playing sports games and things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if I'm playing Call of Duty or any like if it's the super violent games or anything that um, has content and stuff like that, I try to protect the kids yeah. as much as I can um, yeah. from that sort of thing. But um, you know, I also get up at 5am every morning to go to the gym. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's a, oh, you're a morning workout guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm that guy. I can't freaking do that. I, so it started because I, I was, so I'm a, I'm a L1 CrossFit coach. Um, yep. So I, you know, so I started by actually, I wanted to work out in the morning and I was going in the morning and then that coach was getting burned out. So I'm like, well, let me just go get my L one and I'll coach this class. And then, yeah. you know, so I'm just used to getting up that early every day. So I get up, I, I go do the morning class. I haven't, uh, the past couple of weeks, cause I, I tweaked my back. Um, <laughs> I, tweaked, I tweaked my back. And then yesterday of all things, I got into a car accident. I was like, Oh, Oh geez, this is fantastic. Um, it, <laughs> not one of those magical car crashes where it knocks everything back into place somehow. No, 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 no. Um, but it was a magical car, car crash because I hit someone and then they disappeared. <laughs> so they, I hit, well, so, so I ran into the back of somebody and they were like, Hey, I'm going to go and pull my car over to the side. And then they were gone. It's like, Oh, I, so I've, I've seen that a couple of times where people have gotten into crashes it wasn't their fault at all, and they still speed off. Yeah. The cop, so, when, I, when I got there, the cop was like, they either didn't have a license, didn't have insurance, or they had a warrant. Yeah. You know, one of those three things. I was like, 
Okay. Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean for me? Cause I've like not really been in a car accident. And, uh, he, he's like, that means you don't get a ticket. Cause technically you didn't hit anybody. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh, my car just spontaneously combusted in the middle of this, uh, in the middle of this intersection. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yep. there was that. So yeah, I bought, you know, busted lip, but that was, that was pretty much it. Okay. Airbag, airbag deployed. Good. That was a first. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that, that's a that'll ring your bell <laughs> so you you got your money you got your money's worth <laughs> oh, oh for sure that thing opened up and like like you see a scene and then all of a sudden it's just a white pillow and a punch in the face and i'm like why is my lip bleeding oh because my car literally punched me in the face it's like that's what you get crazy so um well i'm glad it wasn't more serious yes no so it wasn't more serious Uh, so that was that was good um you know and they they left and well i mean cop was like all right well (laughs) sucks for you you don't have a car now but you know you don't have a ticket either so there's there's all that so yeah but yeah um you know so i you know this is barbell's beats and buffoonery um, is, is the, mm-hmm. it's wax appeal about bar, barbells, beats and buffoonery. So we talk about everything. Um, so what kind of things are you doing? You know, you're talking about fitness and getting workouts in and things like that. And, uh, you're telling me before, before we got on camera that, uh, or before we started recording that you got like this just dirty, gross workout in like, right before the rush. Yeah, it was, it <laughs> was such in. a, so I, I was talking to another podcast right before this and I expected it to take us right up to about our, our recording time. Sure. And we get off, we get off. And I'm like, Oh, we've got, got 45 minutes. I'm like, I haven't. So we've been in Mexico for the last five days. So I have okay. not gotten any workout in. I've been drinking a lot of tequila. I have, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, we need, we need, we need to get back on the path. Yes. So, um, so I was like, okay, I have time to do, um, a real gross, dirty arms, chest and like upper back day, basically arms, chest and shoulder day. Yeah. So, ran downstairs skipped like you know 10 minutes i usually do on the bike first just warm up I'm like nope going straight into it bicep curls tries uh skull crushers yeah um I, I think I was, I was doing a triple set oh yeah uh chest flies switched over to a bench press uh bent over row dumbbell row and the um lateral shoulder raises yeah so i was like between that because i usually do two uh, one superset, so two exercises at a time. So that's usually I'll do three supersets, so okay. six different exercises over the course of a workout, and that's usually you know it takes me about an hour to do. So I was like, if I just do three in one superset, <laughs> I can do this all in like a half hour, and it'll take half the time. And especially if I just skip most of my resting period, <laughs> yeah, just go straight into it. Yeah. So that was what we did, and. Uh, it only took about only really took about half an hour, which is yeah. probably not the best way to do it. But you know, hey, get the workouts in where you can. I mean, so so the whole issue with my back came from me not really <laughs> taking mobility seriously. Yep. Um, and my coach actually told me that it. So I was I was doing a deadlift, and it wasn't it wasn't. I hate deadlifts. First of all, listen, the people I don't even try anymore. The people that I, like, say they I feel like, like every time I do, my back screws up. The, the people that say they like deadlifts are weird. They're just there's something wrong with them. Um, I do deadlifts because I need to. Um, but the reason my back went out is because of mobility in my hamstring. So when I loaded mm. up, when I loaded up to pull the deadlift, pulled the first one. It was three sixty five. So it wasn't 
my heaviest, but <sighs> it was still like, it was still beefy. Um, and I was trying to get yeah. at least three to five. We were trying to get three to five reps. Um, so I pulled 365, pulled up the first one, felt pretty good. I was like, okay, cool. Went down as soon as it touched the ground and started, and I started to come back up. I felt just a, not really a pop, but you know, when you feel a muscle just yeah, yeah. tear or pop, that's what happened. And immediately it hurt so bad that it took all my breath away and I, and I couldn't breathe. I was doing that guppy like that. Yeah. Oh, geez. And I put it back down. I like, I even tried to like, actually like muscle through and like continue it. Um, no, nope, got nope. about to my knee and I'm like, Nope, put it down. And then like, just like crank walked myself over to the, uh, over to the couch that we have at the gym. And I'm just sitting there with that, that guppy, just like, Oh, this hurts so bad. And couldn't sit down, couldn't stand up. Like there was no, nothing comfortable. Um, and, uh, I went to, ended up going to my chiropractor, uh, the next day or later that day, um, told her what I had done. And she's a, she's a CrossFitter as well. So she wasn't too hard on me. <laughs> and she told me, yeah, you just tore a muscle a little bit. Uh, you know, you knocked a little bit of stuff out, but you know, thankfully it was, you know, as far as spinal, it was fine. It was just, just muscular. So it's coming back, but I have a competition, um, coming up at the, at, on Saturday that no, you don't (laughs) not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a partner competition. So I'm like, this guy's relying on me to be there. So it's, it's good now. I mean, it's, it's been fine. Um, but (laughs) right after, so this was almost two weeks ago Two it'll be two weeks on Wednesday. Um, so two weeks ago on Wednesday, that Saturday after I hurt my back, I didn't tell my partner <laughs> that I had done Oh no. <laughs> I didn't tell him that he did it. And uh I get a picture from him on Saturday of his ankle. And his ankle looks like somebody took a, a, a grapefruit and inserted it in his skin. Oh no. On his ankle. I'm like, what happened? <sighs> he did a rope climb. And when he came down off the rope climb, he landed oh, on the rope. No. And his uh, ankle ankle went sideways. I'm like, oh no! I'm like, so this is a bad time to tell you that uh, I also hurt my back. <laughs> so, so we're going in. It, it's it's bearded dad bods is the uh, name of the team that that we're going in oh with. Oh my god! <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we, I mean, we're pretty much par for the course on this one. And thankfully, it's a little bit lighter of a competition. It's not. It's not a. We don't think it's going to be too difficult for us before the injury so we think it'll be okay you know post post injury but that's what we're we're training for and and, and working on so we'll see how that goes well do, i mean does he have a broken ankle or no, is it just really bad, badly no, sprained just really badly sprained oh I, no. that, I actually, so that can be worse yeah i actually saw him this weekend and i was like how is it he's like well at least i can put shoes on now like he couldn't put a shoe yeah. on when it originally happened so hopefully I, with what we have to do, he can kind of, you know, like there's certain movements that I'm going to go ahead and just take on that competition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, wall balls and things like that, where you got to do squatting and, and all that, but yeah, hopefully. So okay. many, many years ago, I actually, I broke my ankle. Um, ah. and I, it was about a month before King Richard started for me. So I basically I had eight weekends straight of shows. 
Yeah. So what I did, they had, they make something, they, they make peg legs for broken ankles. I don't know if you've seen this, it's called a hands-free crutch. And at the time you had to rent them. Um, but it was, they, I think you can get them for like $150. Now they strap to your thigh in yeah. two places and then they strap to your calf and they have like a, a platform for your your knee to rest on and you bend at the knee and then there's just a giant <laughs> rod that comes out and you, you know, clomp around on it and it, it takes some getting used to. Yeah. But once you do, it's like, I'm like, Oh my God, I can like actually walk around and <laughs> you just look really weird. I, I'm all, I'm just imagining you with a peg, leg, you know, whipping around. With that thing. Oh yeah. No, I did. I did. I did three weekends of shows on that, on that thing. And then, then my brother got married and I missed a weekend. And then when I came back, I was, I was fully healed. But did you take, not fully I mean, healed. Did you take the peg leg to the wedding? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I did. No, I think by that point I could walk with a cane. Okay. Um, so like, as long as I was putting pressure on, on the cane, I, I was allowed to, to yeah. walk. I was still in a walking boot. Okay. Um, and what, one of his wife's bridesmaids actually stole my cane from me while we were on the dance floor. Like I was on the dance floor, like just kind of like moving my shoulders back and forth. Yeah. And she drunkenly took my cane and just left. And I'm like, well, guess I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> well, it's, it's the hitch move, right? It's the, you know, the right here, the, the one, two, you know, back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> just stay, just yeah, exactly. stay right there. That little, like not even, not even stepping back and forth, literally just bending at the waist left and right. <laughs> Yes. That's amazing. I, I mean, you should have brought the peg leg for the, for the wedding, you know, just, just gone I, as a pirate. I think what it was, pirate. I thought about, I think what I had to do is I had to return it for a, um, it was, if you rented it, it was a hundred dollars. And if you bought it, it was $500. And oh, it, for every day that you were late in returning it, it was like a $25 fine. Wow. So I was like, no, no, you can, you can have it back. Thank you. Did you get your deposit back? <laughs> did, I did. did you have to leave a deposit? <laughs> I did. I don't know if I had to leave a deposit. I think it was, it might've been a deposit. I don't remember. I, I just, this was almost, this was almost 10 years ago at this point. I just want to know the conversation of the guy who made that to the, to the guy who was renting it out. Like, what's that conversation look like? You're going to need to put down, like, no idea. you're going to need to put down like a deposit and <laughs> this peg leg and, and, <laughs> Just, just amazing. I don't think there was a deposit just because, because I mean, it was like a two month long rental that I was, yeah. I was, I was in the cast for, it was seven weeks or eight weeks before I could put any weight on it again. I remember okay. that. So I would have had it for six or seven weeks. So I think it was like, they it was sort of like, we have your credit card information. We'll just charge you again. Yeah. If you're late in returning it, but I don't know. But like, now <laughs> I see them on eBay or Amazon for like, a hundred bucks. And even I think like on the website, it's only like 150, maybe like yeah. 250. Well, it's like when anything but comes out, it's, a, it's expensive at first. And then once everybody does yeah. it, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's part of a cosplay thing now, you know, you can go rent, yeah, I mean, rent look, peg legs and, you know, make it part of your show. Yeah. Well, it was really funny. So the way your leg is bent, like you kind of look like an amputee if you get the right angle. Yeah. So I sent so many pictures to my friends of being like, <laughs> Great spirits, guys. Thanks for all your support. <laughs> the uh, Lieutenant Dan jokes. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. Oh, yeah. 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 
so it's been too long since I've seen that movie. Oh, I know. I, I, I haven't seen it in forever, but that's the line that everybody, everybody quotes when they're, you yeah. know, when we're doing some, you know, heavy leg workout or something like that, where you can't walk <laughs> the next day. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> when stairs are the enemy. Yes. Um, there's a great um, fitness. It, it's CrossFit related, but it's a fitness page called make wads great again. And they do just all sorts of workout related, just craziness on their memes. So it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, full satire comedy page based on you know crossfit and they make fun of everything it's 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 pretty hilarious um but they'll do stuff like that where it's like you know they'll they'll do the you know the forest gump um they'll do i mean they'll take movies but a lot of times they just take people's yeah. video videos from the gym just doing stupid shit which is amazing <laughs> so um so kind of you know i i had said we you know we go along with the I've seen like tiktoks here. of those like the people doing like Oh, go ahead. I, th- go. I think I think I'm on a very very long delay. Oh <laughs> so yeah, it's all good. Yeah, no, go I think it. it it just caught up. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, TikToks of uh, you were you're talking about TikToks of of people doing just stupid fitness things. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen those where it's like, what what are you training for? Are you train are are you like just training for things in bed right now or like? <laughs> I think oh, have you seen the video of the guy run like? on a treadmill with a sword pointing at yes. people and then like doing sit-ups and practicing like stabbing the sword stuff like that well there's other guys where they do treadmills with where they do like rifles so they're like oh my god running what? on a treadmill like like he's call of duty you know in real life like running with a treadmill with you know like a fake rifle in his arms and just running in that in that stance which is i in a weird way i can almost see the reason why you would want to do that but yeah. like only if you're in the military yeah in which case why are you at a regular gym well they do have they do have something called the tactical games yeah which which is like crossfit meets john wick <laughs> okay <laughs> where i can they, see that they do like these this fitness thing and then they have to pick up their gun run to a run to a thing and and you know hit these targets and then they run to another yep. station and do another thing but I mean, for the everyday person, if you walk into a Planet Fitness and somebody's got a rifle, <laughs> you're, you're gonna ask some questions. <laughs> I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have a couple questions for you, sir. Could you please step outside? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> um, I've never, I've never been to a Planet Fitness in my life. So I, I worked out at the Y for years. There was a little uh-huh. YMCA. Looked like like every piece of equipment there from was from the 1950s. Um, that was a few years ago. Then um, I worked out with a friend at a Gold's Gym for a little while. Very quickly realized that I was not like ready for Gold's Gym anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah. And now, now where we where we we are now, we have a nice big basement. So I built myself a home gym in November of 2019. Like could not have timed it better. So during COVID times, it was all just like, okay, I guess we are. Um, we're just going to work out every single day and, and eat a lot and see how big we can get. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that's the way I will. I was, I've never been in as good of shape as I was during COVID. Like w- when the lockdowns happened, um, yeah. I was actually the head coach of my gym. You would think if I was work, if, if I'm, if I'm a coach at a gym and I'm working out, you know, with the classes and all this sort of stuff that I'd be in great shape. No, it was when I was leading online, you know, online zoom classes or meetings or, you know, things like that to, to help 
get everybody else motivated to do things. The other trick was, is I wasn't traveling. So my job, I travel mm. for work. So I drive all over central Florida. Um, I, I actually sell glasses to doctor's offices. That's my, that's my day job. Um, so yeah. I drive all over. So I don't have like a good eating plan. You know, it's what's available. So I was eating horrible. Whereas yeah. when I was home, okay, well, I've got to cook every meal, you know, or, or, you know, at least have things that are, you know, semi, you know, prepared. So I was eating better. I was working out yeah. more. Um, I didn't have anywhere to be. So I built a whole like ninja warrior course in my backyard. Um, (laughs) I built, I built a pull-up bar. I built a handstand wall so that I could do like handstand pushups and things like that. I, I installed a 15 foot rope, um, gymnastic rings, a target for, you know, for wall balls. Like I had all sorts of stuff that I was just building with, you know, I would go to Lowe's and just buy lumber and be like, let's see what we can do with this. Yeah. And just built stuff. Yeah. And it was great. Um, now so I was I was probably like 30 pounds lighter than wow. I am now. Like like that kind of, but my strength has never been better than it is right now. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm the yeah. yeah. I'm the opposite where like as soon as I stop working out, I like just hemorrhage weight. Yeah. Um, so when I was when I set the record. September, 2020, that was my best shape. I was probably 192 and probably around 10% body fat, maybe 12%. Um, When I, so basically about three weeks later, I had shoulder surgery because long, long before planned shoulder surgery, I torn my left labrum from multiple dislocations. Um, Is that from the the whip? Is that no, from... it's from that's from sliding head first in softball and baseball. Oh, okay. <laughs> baseball, yeah. baseball, baseball is not by the way, is great uh, for your career, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> by the time I was able to work out again, you know, I got clearance to start doing stuff again, I think like three months later, so 12 weeks, I was at 177. So we went from 192 to 177. Oh, wow. So yeah, 15 pounds in in whatever it is, 12 weeks makes about sense because the other thing was also i i made a point i was like i'm not going to keep eating the same amount because i would rather i'd rather lose all the weight and main like keep a relatively similar fat percentage you know obviously there's going to be some extra squishiness so that it's easier to put it back on as opposed to like stay the same weight except the muscle just turned into fat and now we got to lose that before we can go you know get back on yeah if if i could probably i could probably still keep the same strength if i lost 20 pounds um i'd be happy you know kind of in that 20 to 30 pound range um but i mean the numbers i'm hitting right now on the on the heavy lifts you definitely see the difference in that weight um i mean i'm hitting weight i've never hit in my life um i mean a 260 pound hang clean um which i don't even know how i got that like like i caught it and it took me to the floor and then I was able to stand. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, That's crazy. It, it's actually, so it's funny. And I, so I got to ask you about this. So we're going to, we're going to jump to TikTok for a second because TikTok, like I said, I consider your TikTok royalty because yep. you're over a million. <laughs> so, you, um, so the algorithms are absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what actually works or doesn't. 
I find some of the content that I put on there, I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Nothing, you know, and then I'll post a random video, not put anything on it. Just, you know, nothing fancy. Um, and it was the 260 pound um, hand clean that I did at a competition. I put like a Sparta, yep. you know, soundtrack behind it, threw it up there and was like, oh, here you go. Here's a lift I did blew up like crazy. Uh, I mean, for me, it's like 16,000 views is a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I've got like 82 followers, you know, so 16,000 views. I was like, oh, you ain't know nothing, what? man. We just, we just hit some numbers. Um, but then I'll post another video that I think, man, this is hilarious. This is definitely going to hit, get, you know, get traction and I'll get, you know, 200 views at tops. So what have you found? Like, what is the, well, what is the secret? It's, so it's been interesting for me because like, you know, I just started, excuse me, in early October. So, you know, I started whatever it was October, let's say October 1st with zero followers. And now we're up to almost 1.3 million. Yeah. So it's this, it's hard to say how much of it works and doesn't work. What I've, what I found seems to be the most consistent for getting good views is comedy, at least for yeah. me. Um, and for me, I don't want to post clips of my, my scripted part of my show. Yeah. So it's got to be the improvised comedy. So a lot of the time it's the musical whips. And I try to post, basically what I try to do is Wednesday, I post some improv joke I have in there somewhere. And then Saturday, I post a whip song, whip song Saturday. Yeah. I as, I, as I call it in my brain, I haven't actually brain. put that out there. <laughs> it's not a hashtag or but, anything. No, but I've tried other things and it's, it's really, it seems like it's kind of all over the place. What I, what I have noticed is anything of me just like from this angle talking to the camera does nothing. Yeah. Um, it like, you know, and nothing for me means it still gets like a hundred thousand views. Yeah. Um, but in the early days, those would still like, those would get like 10,000 views. But I think what helps them is if you have something to do really well on either side of it. Gotcha. Um, so if you have something, you know, basically what, what I'll try to do is post something, you know, so like if I post an ad, um, or sponsored content, yeah, I'll try and post it right before either that Wednesday or that Saturday, knowing that the popularity of that other video, people might see like, Oh, what else does he have on his page? And that's the next thing they see. Yeah. Um, or let's see what else has done. Well, anything that's slightly humorous seems to do better but voice like voiceovers the like matching your mouth with something yeah. um seems to do really well huh. um so like the the best non-whip or comedy video i posted is was with me and my my fiance of the um you should go out no 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 you might make <laughs> some new friends no 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 <laughs> and it's it's that and i the yeah. last i checked it was like two and a half million you know, almost Jeez. a month after posting. Yeah. Um, but I didn't expect, I expected that to do decently well. I didn't expect it to do that well. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like comedy stuff like that seems to do really well. And then if I think if you are like 22 and like 5%, but not 5%, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 5% body fat. Um, and like any kind of like shirtless dancing appears to do, yes. do well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're at a disadvantage because we're all, we're, we're male that, I, I've noticed yeah, that that and, and a, I've got gray hair coming in, man. I ain't <laughs> as young as I used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm over 40 trying to do something on TikTok. I'm like, I'm officially the old guy on here. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I've noticed that as well. Like, uh, like I'll be scrolling through and then you hit those live videos and I hit these live videos. And yeah. I'm like, why? I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, dumber. Yeah, I am dumber for stopping here. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is, is that works. So I saw one of a guy who every, every live of his was actually a pre-recorded thing of him, like playing a game. Huh. And I came across it more than once. And I was like, this is the exact same thing, word for word, as you did last night. Um, yeah. And it was like, it was one of those where I was like, his voice is so annoying that I have to keep watching. You know yeah. how it is. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I ran, I ran across one of those today. And I cannot explain what it was that I was watching. Um, he was just, he like, you know, when you see certain people and you're like, I don't even know how to classify you as a human. That that was the kind of look he had a suit on, like a, a super like like dapper looking suit. But it almost looked like he had like a a, a face like what's the like that um that false face thing. Um oh the uncanny valley. Like that deep fake type thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like like it almost looked like it was a deep fake. And I'm like, I think this is actually a real person. Um, it was weird. And he's just railing on people who are Trump supporters, like just railing. And I'm like, this guy's crazy. He had a grill like this, like this, you know, big, just giant grill in his mouth. And I'm like, this is just weird. And I'm sitting here watching it. I'm like, I absolutely am dumber now for watching this. But you know, but I, but you know what the problem is? You you still stayed and you watched. Yes. Yeah, which means it worked. Which so, means it worked. The weird yeah. the weirdness works, man. You gotta have a shtick. Gotta be weird. Gotta have a shtick. Um, so you know, what is kind of some of the things? So you're you're big on TikTok. It, it has your Instagram hit as well, or like what like kind of what are, what's all the social media running right now? So um I have a personal Facebook, I've had a professional Facebook for well over a decade at that point. So when I yeah. started this, I think that was at like 6,000 followers or 6,000 okay. fans or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the TikTok, someone else posted a TikTok of me that blew up. He got like 2 million followers or 2 million views in a day or two. And I was like, oh, okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go do this. So yeah. I made the TikTok um, and that blew up pretty quickly. I think it took like a it took a less than a week to get the 10,000 followers, 100,000 views you need to monetize. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it took less than a month to, you know, blow past a couple hundred thousand. Um, and I wasn't doing any kind of Instagram for a while until mm -hmm. I saw um, that there are people like actually making money off of Instagram. And they, they sort of did that. I don't know if you saw Hank Green's video where he sort of boils down the payouts that that TikTok has versus payouts oh. on like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, basically, that TikTok is grossly underpaying its its creators. Gotcha. And I was looking at this, I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's time to start expanding. So I basically what I'm doing right now is posting stuff that I already have prepared, or or you know, if I'm going to post something to TikTok, I'll post it first to Facebook and Instagram. Sure. And then about an hour later, I posted to, to TikTok. Um, with YouTube, I have some older like improv um, or sketch comedy stuff that I filmed in the pandemic or uh, dramatic readings of the worst fan fiction you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> um, 
that we we need to we need to film another one of those. But I've been, yeah. been posting those to YouTube, um, just as a way to see what we can do. And um, I have a Twitch set up. I haven't set like done anything. It's linked on my like my link tree that's in all my social media bios. And I think I might have gotten 100, 150 followers out of that. Yeah. You know, that's, which is, that's the next hey. thing I've seen. That's the next thing I've seen with Twitch is I see a lot of people posting content on TikTok of them on Twitch. Yeah. So I see a lot yeah, of that. I, I think I would have to do that to try and, you know, make any kind of uh, money off of that. But I think that would be, that's going to be sort of like the next big thing I try. Instagram, just posting reels. I've had a similar kind of experience as, yeah. as TikTok where in the mm, two weeks, three weeks I've been posting Instagram reels, I've gained probably about 75,000 followers. Yeah. Wow. So well, yeah, and, that, and, like, and that's and that's funny you say that because that's the same thing. So the same video that I have on TikTok, um, there's a there's a video of me doing a back squat during a Halloween competition where I'm dressed as Fat Thor. <laughs> so already we're we're starting off on the right foot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I've got this wig on, and it's from across the it's it's from across the gym. So you can't like really really see me. But I'm dressed as Fat Thor, and I'm doing a back squat. And it was um it was a new PR for me. I finally hit the 400 club. So I got a 402 pound nice. back squat and I was like, awesome. Let me just post this on here. And I just, it's one of those things where I just flippantly posted, Hey, you know, I got this 402 pound back squat blew up like, and on Instagram and on, on TikTok, both um, again, not, you know, not the numbers that, that you're talking about. <laughs> you're like a bad day is a hundred thousand. I'm like, shit, I had 16, 16,000. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just went viral. <laughs> but, Sorry, man. <laughs> but uh, you know i don't i don't mean to rub it in no no it's i listen i'm trying to figure this thing out um but you know those videos tend to you know pop off for me which is surprising because it's all the lifting videos that that do well whereas if i do something you know like i just did a i just did a video on tiktok about um and tiktok and instagram about um like all the changes that have happened in CrossFit. And I use, I use the emotional damage clip <laughs> that guy. Oh, nice. That guy's amazing. Um, and, you know, so I used that clip with it and kind of, you know, kind of played around with it and it didn't do hardly anything. And then, yeah. um, you know, I did, I've done, I've tried everything. Like I've done duets. Like I actually, um, did you know the, the singer Javier Colon? He's the, he was the very first winner of season one of the voice. So if you, if you watch oh, wow, the voice, no. he was the very first winner. He was actually a guest on my podcast. And so I did a duet of one of his videos, you know, and he, you know, he commented on it and stuff like that and kind of went back and forth with it. And I'm like, hardly anything like nothing. <laughs> so, and he's got all these people that fought like, and follow him and yeah, nothing. But one thing that I have found with TikTok that's amazing is I'm finding so much, so many talented people. You know, yeah. and, and, and just amazing talent that I think nobody will, has ever seen before. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, throw you in there with, with that as well. I mean, you know, you take that back, what, five years ago before TikTok and, you know, before the real boom of social media, you didn't, you wouldn't have had this kind of following because you're just doing a, no. you know, a Renaissance show. Um, and I think you actually did yeah, a, exactly. a, you did a, um, an article. I think, or, a, or an interview about kind of the, the resurgence of the Renaissance through social media. Yeah. 
Um, you know, tell me a little bit about, about that. You know, I mean, we're seeing all sorts of acts coming out that are actually finding, uh, I'm going to say social media fame, um, you know, through this platform that would never have gotten that before. Well, it's, it's interesting. I actually pushed back on that in terms of, I think the, in terms of popularity and, and widespread appeal, I think so. But I, I was sort of, I pushed back on the idea that it's rejuvenating an interest in the circus per se, or at least in terms of getting into the circus, just because I feel like, you know, as someone who grew up in the circus, I was always very, you know, keenly aware of how much do normal people, what do normal people think about this? What do normal people, um, you know, how, how much interest do they have in the circus? And the, sure. the general interest when I was a kid was absolutely none, absolutely zero. As soon as you're no longer a kid, the circus is dumb. Um, and it was like around 2013, 2014, that it was something like all my friends were like doing improv classes and learning, you know, like uh, aerial tricks or hoop tricks or yeah. learning, learning fire spinning. And I was like, wait, where, where did all this come from? So I feel like the interest in it kind of predates TikTok. Um, but I think you, you also make a great point, which is sort of the interest in circus acts is very different. Yeah. That said. I don't think if I were to go out there and just post a video of me doing the hardest tricks I can possibly do, I don't think it would get anywhere near what like the, the French accent focus bit yeah. got yeah. Um, or the, you know, the one I just posted the other day of, you know, me making a, your mom joke in character. I don't think that would make get anywhere near the views of those, yeah. those I, two. I saw that one. So, that, was, that was, that was, that was classic. I liked it. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, the problem, see, here's the problem is now I'm going to have to retire that because I know that like people are going to see that come to my show and be like, Oh, I'm going to prepare for that, that, and have a comeback for that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to like come up with a new clap back for when people say that. Yeah. Which, which is <laughs> some of my 13 year olds just got to the, your mom point. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you do know that when you're saying that to your sister, you're actually talking about your mom. Oh, that's, that's the best part, man. That's the time to do it. You kidding yeah. me? <laughs> so she's got the, that clap. So got that clap the best back. part. <laughs> They're really funny. So I have, I have a half brother and he and I have different, a different mother. So we <laughs> love doing your mom jokes to each other, yeah. but every now and then we'll be in public and we have to, we have to pause and be like people who know who are brothers and are like, we have, we have a different mother. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, my kids are savages. Um, oh yeah. I, Children are all savages, man. They're all savages, but mine, especially. Um, yeah. But I, in fact, that's actually one of the videos I, I posted on TikTok was talking about how my, when I found out she's now about to turn nine. So when I found out my, my um, daughter is a savage, she was th two, maybe three. And we had this little game where we would go, you know, somebody would say, I love you. Be like, oh, I love you too. Mm -hmm. And then the other person would say, I love you the most. And the response is, oh, you got me. That's, that's it. Okay. That's the game. That's, that's how it's played. Um. Yep never gone further than that nothing and uh one day i think my wife took my oldest daughter out for for something so i just grabbed her it was when we only had the two went out to dinner somewhere and we leave for, from dinner load her in the car seat and she's like just out of nowhere she's like daddy i love you I'm like oh baby i love you too she's like i love you the most i'm like oh you got me and from the back seat she fires the shot and says that's because I'm a winner. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, I had, I had excuse nothing. Me, I'd, I'd like to report a patricide. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I wanted to pull the car over. I'm like, I, I, ow, ouch. I'm like that's wow. And, and she was maybe three. I'm like this. Yeah. You can't, you can barely form sentences. How now is, is she still a savage like that now? Yes. hundred percent. I'm so sorry. I'm it's so like, sorry like for you. A thousand percent more. Um, I'm, just, I'm so sorry for you. She has also followed me into CrossFit. Um, so if, if I can tell you anything about her, she is a, she's eight, almost about to turn nine. She has a 120 pound deadlift. Um, yeah, she has a 120 pound deadlift. She has a 50 pound (laughs) clean. Um, she can do pull-ups like crazy. She's in competition gymnastics. Um, and she is as smart as a whip when it comes to like the one-liners, like she will just zing them right back at you. Your daughter's going to conquer the world. Also oh, would make for a great circus act. <laughs> Start training her now. Yes. Yes. I mean, she is. And, and, and you look at her and you're like, no, there's no way she can do that. And yeah, no, absolutely. She'll deadlift a bar like crazy. Um, she does. She's been doing CrossFit competitions since she was four. Um, on a whim, join gymnastics after three weeks in her life of like just doing like a, a summer camp, like one of those little throwaway camps that you do for a week and, you know, you go do gymnastics. Oh, it'll be fun. After the third week of the third year. So she had done, you know, a week, two years prior, you know, she'd done a week, done a week. And then the third year she did a week and the coach came to us and goes, I'm going to need her for my competition team. <laughs> what? Okay. That's good. I thought I, so I thought you were going to like the coach being like, I'm going to need her to slow down because she's showing up all the other students. That, that was where yeah. I was worried you were going. No, no. She threw on the competition team, um, which that's we're not awesome. even, gonna, we're not even gonna talk about how I don't understand gymnastics and how they score or any of that stuff. Um, no, Cause we went, we went to our very first meet like her very first competition and I'm sitting there watching them and I'm like, how did she get the lowest score on the floor routine when she hit all of her movements? And that girl literally fell. <laughs> that girl fell over. Yeah. I, <laughs> I finished no idea. any of it. Um, I have, I have no idea how all that works, <laughs> but um, no, she's absolute savage. She has no fear. Um, none whatsoever. She's been going on roller coasters. Like she, like she is, that's crazy, man. Crazy, this kid. Um, and then my oldest is into horses, and that's a whole nother expensive. Just, ugh. And then my five-year-old plays baseball, so he's so he's on the tight. Hey, he's on the t-ball jersey. Or he's on the t-ball. So we uh, tell him teach it, teach him how to bunt properly, will you? Yes. <laughs> we're we're just we, the the rule in t-ball, and apparently, so I coached his fall league for the very first time, I'd never coached T-ball before, but I know the basics, you know, so I'm like, yeah, it's T-ball. And my basic rule of thumb is one person goes after the ball. You catch the ball, you throw to first. That's all I want you to do. That's it. I don't want you to do anything else in T-ball. Everybody hits, nobody gets out. And, you know, and, you know, we're just, we're just trying to teach basics. 
And I got everybody on the team to, when the ball got hit, only one person went after the ball and they threw it to first. That's it. That's all I taught them. Right. Started the spring season and I get a, a, a thing from the league that says, um, apparently all these people are asking for you to be their, t- their kids coach. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just out here teaching basics. Like, you know, just meanwhile, you have parents on the, on the, on the fence that are just screaming at their little four-year-old boy or girl. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, dude, it's not that serious. This is T-ball like chill out. So I, so I play baseball with a guy on my team who is like, he is, he's like a walking list of like bad decisions in life. And he'll be the first to admit this. Uh, former he's a bodybuilder. He's a walking he bottle of steroids. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He really is. Like he has gotten so drunk <laughs> that he has handed someone his phone and like book me a flight to, to Miami right now. I'm partying for the weekend, like flown down, flown back. Um, but he has a story of, I guess he got roped into coaching a little league team. I think it was like eight-year-olds one time. And it was the sort of thing they were like, if you don't coach this team, they will like they none of them can play because they won't have a coach. Um, and by the so, way, these are all on. the worst um, kids. Immediately as you said this, the picture of bad news bears with Billy Bob Thornton just popped yeah, into my it's mind. Basically that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, except imagine Billy Bob Thornton as like five foot eight and built like the rock. <laughs> so this this guy took over this team and he has the thickest Boston accent ever. He's like, all right, listen to you, you kids. Listen, when you, when you hit the, you know, like just expletives everywhere. And I'm trying yeah. to like keep it up. Otherwise, this is just going to be a long bleep. But yes, uh, I think I think what really encapsulates it most is there was one game where they like he had gotten to the point where they were pretty effective. And they, there was one game where they just all regressed. And he was he was yelling at him. He was like, OK, here's what you're going to do. And he gave one kid his credit card. He goes, you're going to walk to the Dunkin Donuts over there and get everyone a double shot of espresso iced coffee and you're going to bring it back here. So he sent the kid in a coffee run. And again, eight-year-old kids, they've never had caffeine in their life. So this kid comes back. They all, they all start drinking coffee and the parents are like, what the hell are you doing? And they're like, what, would you give them steroids? And I think the line he gave them, and I believe this is verbatim where he's like, you know, if it helps them see these little shits hit, then yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, the intensity is amazing. We can the yeah, it's it's and the, the running joke I have. Uh, so with my fia- my fiance doesn't you know know a whole lot about baseball, doesn't come to watch baseball too much, but I have yeah. pointed her out to him a couple of times because he <laughs> if he shaves his beard, he kind of looks like Channing Tatum. Oh. But in 10 years after a really rough weekend. <laughs> oh. So I just started to call it referring to him as Channing Tatum in 10 years. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the level of seriousness that I get from the and, and a lot of times it's from the parents, but then every once in a while I get a coach that is like, turn two, turn two. I'm like, in T ball? We're playing T ball, man. Nobody gets out. Like nobody's out. And they're throwing, no. you know, like they're throwing to home when the kids are kids are running to home base. And I'm like, they're like, block the plate. I'm like, no, no, that's no. We're teaching basics. If they can hit the ball and run to first, win. 
that's a win yeah. if we yeah. can get them get them to first and and the ages are are four to seven so four five six and seven year olds oh wow um so it's a it's a wide range of of kids yeah. but usually the six or seven year olds that we're getting have never played anything um, oh, okay you know because they sense. can i think at six they can move up to the minors which is a coach pitch um you know coach yeah. pitch and a little bit more formed you know but that's only if they've been playing for you know, two, three years under the T-ball system of, okay, hit the ball, run to first. Yeah. You know, ball gets hit, run mm-hmm. to second, third, fourth, you know, and home. You yeah. know, so as long as yeah. they're doing that, I'm happy. And, you know, and I want to make sure they all have a good time. So at the end of the day, at the end of the game, I hand out a golden glove. You know, I, like I give a golden glove award and I give a, a silver slugger award. You know, hey, nice. you, had a, you had a really good hit. You had a really good, you know, catch why don't you guys go pick snack first? <laughs> you know, it's like, it, 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 it's, like it's, that. it's kindergarten for T-ball. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it is. So, you know, we're just taking the basics and, and running with it. And my kid loves it. And which is good because we're not sure that he's going to get a, 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 a scholarship when it comes to academics. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. He's, he's cute and he's athletic. We're going to go with that. We're just going to, we're just going to run with that. Well, well, how old, how old is he? He's five. Yeah. I mean, a little early to be, to be saying that ship sailed for, for, for academics. I don't, I don't know, man. Like the common sense. I'll say this. The, the common sense I, ship is, is sinking. <laughs> I, I will, I will say this. I always thought I was a really dumb kid until like I took a standardized test and they were like, you were in the 99th percentile. And I was like, wait, what? Am yeah. I smart? I don't think he's, I'm smart. Am he I? Might, he might actually be really book smart. Um, it's the street smart. That's probably the, you yeah. know, it's like, Hey, get your shoes. I can't find them. They're literally in front of you. Like yeah. that, that kind of thing. Like okay, not, yeah. not very, you know, aware of his surroundings. So, but he's really good at baseball. Well, I tell you what I lived. Um, I lived with a couple of, of kids um, when I was just out of school, they were graduate students at Harvard university. Oh. And they had some of the comments like little basic things. Like I remember they were having an issue where their car kept overheating and they were like, oh, I think it doesn't have any oil in it. And I was like, you need coolant. <laughs> it's called coolant. It keeps I, your car cool. I don't know why it is. I take a drink when you go to like drop a line on me. <laughs> <laughs> like I go to take a drink and you just, you say something like that. I'm like, Oh God, don't spit this everywhere. No spit takes. I, I think the, the woman, cause it was a couple. I think the woman was on the phone with her mother when she mentioned, Oh, we think it's, it's, it's missing oil. I, I think I was like on the couch playing a video game. I just like gave her the biggest, like, I don't think I've ever given so much side eye in my life. And look, I know nothing about cars. If you yeah. were to tell me, you know, to go check my oil right now, I would get there, but it would take a few tries. Sure. sure. Um, I know the vicinity. Like, I know where it is, but you know, yeah. not exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've heard of horsepower. I don't know what it means, you know, <laughs> except more is better, I guess. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I heard her say oil, I'm like, if you had no oil in your car, your car would not run. <laughs> I know that much. Yeah. Yeah. Or at um, least it wouldn't run for very long. I know that. Oh, fantastic. Well, hey, man, I've we're 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 like setting a record on uh, on on podcasts here. That's how I go. We only set records. Go. Let's go. We set. What's the record for the longest podcast recording? 
uh, that I've had. Uh, no, well, I was going to say Guinness. We could get oh, a Guinness, Guinness World Record. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Joe Rogan does we'll like three up, hours. We'll on the, Joe Rogan does three hours on the regular. We could beat that. We can yeah. beat that. We yeah. can beat that. Oh, so, okay. So I have to ask two questions before we, yes. before we break off of this. First of all, since you are in, in TikTok, um, what side do you? do you do you fall on have you have you gotten into the vantalord oh, the vantalord the che yes. so i uh, i posted a video about this and okay i, said, I didn't I get did, that I, one yet i actually dressed fully in in my costume uh, sitting at home nice. with my cat on the table next to me and the like the painting we have of my cat as a roman general behind <laughs> me like with like a glass of wine and i was like they would like to know what the Frenchman says about the Vantalord and the Rogue. And I said basically that the Vantalord sounds British to me. And as a Frenchman, I cannot support that. And then I said, but I think Che is, uh, is American. I later learned that he's Canadian. Oh, which is, is I he? think is even worse. Oh, he's Canadian, yeah. which means he's a fake, fake French person. We cannot support that. So yes. basically I said, I was like, the French council will remain neutral. And I said some wine and that was it. Nice, nice. <laughs> so that's question one. Yes. Um, the second oh gosh no nah, i was i was full in on the i was full in on the council there so <laughs> <laughs> um the second one is is kind of on the on the nerd on the nerd question um one of the things i ask obviously we we delve into buffoonery which we have done much today um if you were to be able to choose one car from let's say 80s and 90s pop culture that you have to choose as your mode of transportation. So you take it from movies, shows, you name it. So we, I mean, you, you got them all over the place. Uh, you've got everything from Back to the Future, Dukes of Hazard, A Team, to uh, you name it. Just throw it out there. Ghostbusters. I mean, anything. I've got it. Okay. What do you got? I want. I want the Ducati from Tron. Ooh. Okay. Okay. It's not exactly iconic, but they it was iconic enough that they brought it back for Tron Legacy in whatever it was 2010 or 2011. Yes, and, and iconic remember, enough that they made a roller coaster from it. Yeah. So, so I was I was of, of the mind of like, you know what? That, that actually I remember going to see Tron, the second Tron in the theater when it came out, seeing that and being like, I'm getting a motorcycle license and I'm getting it now. Nice. Did you ever get the motorcycle so, license? I, I did, I did not ever get a, I did get the license. I did not get a Ducati. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mine is Back to the Future. I, yep. It's uh, the DeLorean is, is, will forever be an iconic vehicle for me. Um, going back to, so I originally, I didn't see Back to the Future, the original in the movie theater, but um, when it came on TV, that was back in the day when you could record via vhs off of the tv it was like an early tivo because i knew exactly where the commercials were so i could fast forward through it and mm. i watched that recording literally hundreds of times i i i know that, I, that. I wore that thing out um so much so that i know we recorded over a version of babes in toyland with drew barrymore and keanu reeves if you ever saw that Whoa. movie Oh, no, a, I did not. It's an incredible like throwback, but it was Keanu Reeves, Drew Barrymore, and a couple other people in, in it. It was it was awful. We recorded over that, but I know that because it was in like some of the clips. Like it would end, and like a clip oh, of yeah. a clip of that movie would pop in, 
and it would be Keanu Reeves singing the Oklahoma song to Drew Barrymore or whatever. It was, oh, God. It, it was awful, but, but iconic at the same time. But I digress. Uh, back to the feature. Literally hundreds of times saw two and three in the theater. Like that was my life at that point. And I would, um, I would go and get, you know, like anything back to the future related. I've got the trilogy. I've, you know, I love that, love that stuff. So that's my, I don't think I've pick. ever actually seen two or three, to be honest with you. Ooh. I've seen one a ton of times. I think it was sort of the thing where like two and three weren't on TV as much. Cause yeah. I was obviously not, not old enough when they all came out. Yeah. Um, but I remember, I remember seeing one a bunch of times, but never two or like the entirety of two or three. And I think well, by the time, like it was possible for me to watch it, I was kind of like moments passed. Well, the thing about two that is so weird now is we're past it. So, yeah. So two actually takes place in the past for us now because it was, I think, yeah. 2015. Um, 2015 is when they went to yeah. in the future. And back then, of course, flying cars, hoverboards, all this stuff. It was, it was, it was crazy. So now you go back and watch it, and you're like, "I thought we were supposed to have flying cars." This we were supposed to have so many things. Supposed to have we were so supposed many to go things. to Mars in the year 2000. Oh, listen, I so <laughs> funny, funny story about Mars. Um, my wife uh, does not like the public eye. Like she's not one to like, okay. like she, she has anxiety. She doesn't like going out in like big crowds and things like that. She doesn't generally like people, um, but she likes her people. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's the thing. So, you know, when you, you're looking online and you see pictures of these amazing landscapes and, and, and all this sort of stuff. And so I pull up this, this 360 degree picture and I show it to her. I'm like, babe, look, this is beautiful. Look at this landscape. Like, look, and I'm and I'm I'm scrolling around. I'm like, look I how beautiful the stars going. are. Yeah. The stars are amazing. You can see them for for miles and miles. She's like, that's Mars, isn't it? I'm like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it magical? There's not anybody. There's no one. There's no one there. We could be by ourselves. <laughs> we could be the first people. We could be history. We could be the first people on Wait, Mars. It, you could, you could. Yeah. What, what are you doing with your life? Let's go. I mean, let's, let's go. go. Chop, chop. <laughs> Let, come on, Bezos. Let's let's hop in the giant penis and fly to Mars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You've seen that, right? Oh, oh yes, oh yes, yes most certainly. <laughs> so, oh our, my god. So, <laughs> this has gone off the rails. It's amazing. Um, so we're we're you know rolling on time tell everybody where they can find you like all the different places that you are all your social media all your you know youtube facebook all that sort of stuff where they can find you and and follow along so um if you want to hear me on the radio um it's yeah. if you're in the boston area 90.9 fm uh you can also hear it on wbur.org and if your local public radio station takes here and now um usually a midday show you can hear me 18 and 38 minutes past the hour doing national headlines nice that's the radio okay. Yep. For the circus, you can find me the best place to go, jackthewhipper.com. That's all Americanized, yes. J-A-C-K, thewhipper.com. <laughs> um, that has my full show schedule. Um, that gets updated literally like the second I sign a contract, I go onto the website and I, I add it in there. So when are you back? Um, cause I know you're saying right, about a, right oh, now, a week for bat week for batting and stuff like that, but right now, the next one, the next, uh, next contracted show right now is, uh, Maryland at the end of 
August, but I would okay. expect there to be uh, something before then. Gotcha. Um, we'll see. We'll see if it comes yeah. through. But the website also has all the links to all my social media. And if you just Google me, Shexy with there, yeah. it'll come up. Um, and as far as what I was alluding to is like, how, how is the thumb like getting, getting to that point? Are you back to, you know, being able to sling the whip with the, with the right hand or I think the thumb at this point, I think, I think so. I haven't tried it yet. Um, yeah. but I mean, like I said, I just did, I just did a heavy arm stay, which was, you know, yeah. curls, tricep curls. I was doing a bench press. It's, it's definitely not comfortable yet just cause yeah. I can't fully wrap my thumb around, but I think, um, I think it should be, you know, I could probably go out and whip now. I just haven't, gotcha. haven't tried it. Cause also it's like 35 degrees. Cause it's yes. Boston. Yes. Well, I saw it raining and I, wet. I saw your left-handed video, which was, you know, yeah, I, I saw that video. The, were you? Yeah. And I'm pretty ambidextrous. So like, even if, even if I didn't make a full recovery with the right, I could still do 99% of the show with the left. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Well, awesome. And Jack, thank you so much for coming on the show and, you know, kind of, you know, cutting it up with us. And this has definitely been My a pleasure. very, very fun show. Um, so yeah, thanks so much. And, uh, you know, we look forward to following your content online and uh, looking at those schedules. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Um, just even listening back to it and and hearing the things that, that we talked about, just absolutely hilarious. A world record holder, Guinness Book of World Records, he has, he has four, maybe three. I don't, I don't know. He said he, he had to give one up. He's going to have to, he's going to have to win it back. But um, he's gotten four separate uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Quite impressive. Uh, but he was just a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun chatting with, talking about everything from fitness to performing to TikTok to social media. Uh, you name it, we hit it. Um, and talked about all sorts of different things. Twitch, um, you know, playing video games and all that. We just had a fantastic time, had a lot of fun. So make sure you head over to his TikTok, follow him on TikTok, Jack the Whipper. Um, uh, Instagram, Jack the Whipper, or uh, I don't know if it's Jack the Whipper or Jacques the Whipper. Um, but you look it up either way. He is, um, quite the character and, um, really giving me off, uh, the, uh, the, the King George from Hamilton vibes, uh, has that kind of, you know, that personality and, and fun. So hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm going to try and get a lot more content onto YouTube, but make sure you go and check him out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If he has a Twitch channel, go go follow that. And uh, as always, please go like and support the Instagram page for myself, Wexpeel Podcast. Also on TikTok, Wexpeel Podcast, and on uh, Instagram, Facebook. I think those are all the three. We got a YouTube channel. Like I said, hopefully we'll be getting more content onto the YouTube channel for the show. But. As for me today, that's going to just about do it. Thank you guys so much for joining and listening. Hope that you guys be safe and come back real soon. Peace.